football cards, collecting and investing. We have a lot to get to and not a lot of time. Andy has got a hot play of the week as we get ready for AFC and NFC Championship weekend. Now, Andy, our general topic to start off today is one that's quite simple. Do you own a Joe Burrow autograph? We want to let, uh, we just want to see how many of you have a Joe Burrow autograph in your collection. Comment down below. Some of you might have decided to invest in Josh Allen or Justin Herbert before the year. Andy, my question goes to you. Do you have a Joe Burrow autograph? Oh, man, I wish I did. I wish I did, brother. I'd be sitting on a, a nice little gold mine over here, but uh, I don't. And um, I think if, if you do, though, now is the time to start considering, like, how much of that uh, Joe Burrow autograph is actually occupying in my bankroll? Like, how bad do you want to want to keep that? I, I think that if Joey B does run this thing out, uh, they beat the Chiefs, they go to the Super Bowl, they win that, then his card prices will never be the same. And, and especially those autographs, because he is from 2020, where he's got like 4,200 different rookie cards. So an autograph is one of those really, uh, those chase type of cards. You know, you really want that. Yeah, Andy, as you know, I'm getting married here in a few weeks. So it's very interesting for me, considering the financial upside of selling Joe Burrow when he is once again the hottest name in football cards we saw it last year leading up to the Super Bowl after him beating Patrick Mahomes I do think this one's a little bit different though Andy because now he has beaten Patrick Mahomes three times and now he beat Superman himself Josh Allen who honestly Andy did not play well uh yesterday so that's what we're going to spend a lot of time on today is talking about how not only Josh Allen, but Justin Herbert, because going into this year, Andy, it seemed like those were the three quarterbacks that a lot of people were spending their money on. Um, you know, Mahomes was just so, so, so high. And, you know, people, you know, went away from Lamar a little bit and they focused mostly on those three guys. Did you feel the same way? Did you start seeing those three guys really starting to see uh, where a, a lot of people were spending their money before the season? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think those guys were favorites. Um, they're, they're faces of their franchise. You know, they're some of the biggest faces of the NFL. And a lot of people were putting their money there, expecting them to make uh, MVP runs, you know, top three fantasy finishes in their position and Super Bowl and Super Bowl. And so we know Super Bowl is arguably the biggest hype, uh, hype spike because all the NFL news right now is focused around the playoffs and the Super Bowl, besides, you know, some coaching changes of the teams that have been eliminated, this and that. But everything is super hyper focused on the playoffs right now. So prices are going up exponentially for guys like Joe Burrow and even the hobbled Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is finally getting some of uh, some of the appreciation like his cards are now starting to dramatically increase. Um, and, and with the with Josh Allen and Herbert, you know. It's, it's one of those situations where, you know, the, the it's going to take even more next time. Like it's going to be right. even harder to get hobbyists and, and investors specifically on board with their rookie product at the price that they're still at. We'll see how much they dip because of, of how many times they've kind of been more or less, quote unquote, burned, if you, I guess, if you will, it's thinking that those will go up dramatically buying in before the season starts and then they just don't get there because 
the, the Super Bowl expectation, the MVP expectation was already baked into the price. So they already paid for that before the season. And so it really didn't move the needle. They really had to make it to the big game and had to get that MVP to move the needle. And that's why it's important in this hobby to zig while everybody else zags. And before we get back into Joe Burrow conversation, um, along with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, Andy, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat your drum again. That sounded very weird, but uh, I, I'm gonna give you a lot of credit because you've been doing this for two years and it's been very profitable for you. You've been buying cheap Jalen Hurts cards for the absolute longest, and look. This guy is in the NFC Championship game, and he's got not the most favorable matchup here versus, you know, the 49ers who are obviously a really good football team. But Jalen Hurts has got to be Brock Purdy to go to the Super Bowl. He can't really ask too, too, too much there. And, you know, if you bought Jalen Hurts, once again, let's just say he loses to the 49ers this year. I mean, the Eagles are going to be Super Bowl favorites going into next year, at least top five with the roster. I mean, they were turning everybody. I would be a very happy person if I was holding Jalen Hurts cards, especially when you could have got them at the price point you could have got them. Yeah, because the, the expectations were not to make the Super Bowl or even the championship game for Jalen Hurts. Honestly, people were on the fence if he was going to be the starter. Like right. there, there was question marks around whether or not the Eagles front office was sold on him. And so you had all that doubt and uncertainty suppressing his card values across the board. You know, rookie ticket autos for 200, field level silvers for 50, optic hollows for 30, 40, you know, uh, prisms that, that are now have all gone up three to four X. And that's the kind of upside I look I, I look for because the athletic profiles there, the roles there. We knew how good the supporting cast was in terms of the offensive line, you know, solid running backs. And then they go and added in A.J. Brown. You already had Devonta Smith that you drafted last year. So it was like all the components were there and then they were beefing up the defense. So we knew they were going to be able to to uh, hang in there. And now I honestly think they'll be able to take down the 49ers because Ooh. I think they have a a more complete roster, top to bottom, front to back, offense and defense than the Cowboys had. And, uh, our, you know, Cowboys kept it close. So um, I think that the Eagles will actually be able to score. I mean, I was concerned about their red zone efficiency, but, man, they look good against the Giants. And I know the Giants are a different defense than the 49ers, but is there a defense in the league when Jalen Hurts is on with that RPO and, and that game? I mean, when they're on and, and and he's throwing the ball as accurately as he's throwing it as well deep, I mean, it's like it's going to be really tough to stop. Yes, sir. We are live today. We say hi to Derek. We say hi to Eric. We say hi to Drew. Loving the FB Car Quest Live. Obviously doing it on a Monday. Doing it on the Monday because there is no football tonight, and we wanted to get to you as quickly as we possibly could. Also, I will be traveling. I'm getting to do something very cool. YouTube, obviously, um, along with some other things, has opened up a pretty big opportunity. We'll talk more about that, you know, next week in the world of football cards. Now, one final quarterback here, and I want to share with you a story. So I went to a card show this past weekend in Benton, Arkansas. Have you ever heard of Benton, Arkansas, Andy? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. Okay, so great show. Um, a guy named Mike runs it, and they did this raffle for a mosaic blaster and a the raffle okay and he sprinted across the showroom screaming yeah yeah i won this raffle i'm gonna win gonna get a brock purdy card yeah 
And it's what the hobby is all about. It was the best part of the show. I didn't get many deals done personally. Me driving there was totally worth just that one interaction. And guess what that kid did, Andy? Guess what he did when he ripped that blaster mosaic? Did he pull Brock Purdy? He pulled up Brock Purdy. He pulled up Brock Purdy. So here's what was really funny about it is um, the the kid didn't want to sell it immediately, but he was wearing a CD Lamb jersey when he pulled it. So I was like, uh, I I saw the kid. I was like, who do you want to win now this weekend? And he said, well, I don't know. Uh, cause that, that, because Brock Purdy won this game this past weekend, that card is exponential. So I hope that kid 99 cents it and lets it ride, or you might just keep it. Look, Brock Purdy wins another game. I think the biggest takeaway Andy from that game for me is nobody is going to buy Dak now. Nobody. I think it's, uh, I, I know a lot. I know you, we're all going to say, sell your Brock Purdy's down, especially at being mosaic, but Man, Dak looked so bad yesterday. Yeah, I I think that just like Josh Allen, and it, you know, it's 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 gonna take that much more next time around. And I think you know, uh, especially with Dak Prescott being a whole uh, couple years older than those guys. You know, he's from 2016 class. He also doesn't have the draft capital uh, that like Justin Herbert has. And so I think that. You know, it's just going to take a whole lot more for people to really jump on board, especially when they still have Mike McCarthy as their head coach. I just don't think people are going to sell out to Dak Prescott anytime soon. It's I, I don't think his cards are going to get really cheap. They're going to probably stay at some type of baseline, you know, um, but at the same time, it'll probably be closer to a baseline of, of like Jared Goff, you know, on the Detroit Lions right. than, than it will be. Uh, for like Derrick Henry. So like, so I think Derrick Henry, for example, is still going to have uh, throughout this offseason, probably even still going to have equivalent or maybe even higher rookie card prices um, than Dak Prescott, just just because it's man, people get uh, quote unquote burned and you invest a, a hefty sum in, in because he's a quarterback on the biggest market. And now he's flamed out uh, several times in a row in the playoffs. And, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting situation. Obviously, it sucked what happened, you know, to Tony Pollard. Uh, but you know what, what makes the Cowboys fascinating, Andy, is not only you know the autos of CD Lamb and Micah Parsons are high for non quarterbacks. Their jersey sales are also really high. I saw uh, Michael Rubin of Fanatics. He um, Instagrammed a video, and I was shocked to see the jersey sales of those two players being as high as they are. And their card prices are relatively high for their positions. Um, and it's interesting because Dak looked so, so, so bad. And CeeDee Lamb is top five receiver. Michael Parsons is a top five player, I think, in the NFL. Um, the, the Cowboys have the pieces. They they have a, uh, a good enough roster to make a run. I think they're just stuck with Dak. And honestly, Andy, with the way that he looked – and the way that Ezekiel Elliott at center, who puts Ezekiel Elliott at center? Um, I, I just think people are going to panic sell Dak. And it could be a potential buy opportunity, you know, later this offseason. Oh, absolutely. And, and once they hit a floor, you know, people people will compare. And once he hits a floor, 
they will they will buy you know sure because he's on a massive contract with dallas he's going to be their starting quarterback and they have a massive collection base they have a massive fan base so they will absolutely buy as a quarterback because they do expect him to be back at least and have an opportunity you know there is definitely um hype baked into a player that just has an opportunity with a good team uh, that should be around uh, during you know playoff contention time yeah, so I want to go to Drew Burr. I love this name, that Joe Burr. Huh? huh? I'm thinking of how much I may regret selling my Burr RPAs if he ends up going to the Mahomes tier prices. Also, 2020 has a lot of sticker autos because of the Rona. All right, Andy, I'm going to let you respond to this first because I do have some thoughts as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you could regret it because the chances are that his values will never be the same because right. think about it next season. I mean, if they do take down the Super Bowl, right, his card prices will reach a, a new peak that we have not seen yet from the 2020 class. You know, um, he will start to become more and more comparable to guys like Patrick Mahomes from 2017. And it'll be it's it's challenging because you've got to find a card that's similar in scarcity to like a, a Patrick Mahomes card from 2017. So if you're looking at Patrick Mahomes Prism Silver, and you got to find a card from Joe Burrow, maybe his Optic Hollow or maybe his Prism Silver to find something that's kind of comparable in, in population and scarcity. But it's difficult because he's got so many more rookie cards than Patrick Mahomes has from 2017. But I, I mean, I don't think they'll ever be the same. I think that they will, you know, definitely reach a new peak uh, and it may flatline around that new peak until proven otherwise. Like there's going to be that same Super Bowl expectation baked into his card prices heading into September of this upcoming year if they take this uh, the Super Bowl down this year. Andy, this is where it gets interesting for me. Obviously, you know I, I'm you know a Joe Burrow super fan. Obviously, being an LSU YouTuber full time. Uh, I mean, I love this man. Um, what I will say about this and the thing that kind of sucks about Joe Burrow is football cards is and just sports cards in general is a very comparative thing. People like to compare players to other players. And the issue with Joe Burrow is everybody sees Tom Brady, right? How many times any this weekend did you see people say, oh, God, this feels like Tom Brady? Oh, yeah, they love to do that comparison. Right. I, I saw it several times. And I, I can, you know, it's kind of similar to the, I saw them comparing Daniel Jones to Michael Vick whenever, you know, when they're heading into the Eagles game. So they, yeah, they love to do those type of comparisons. And this one is accurate. Now, I understand I'm going to get run off YouTube here because you're an LSU guy, you're biased, and that might be the case to a certain extent. But the reason why the Joe Burrow, Tom Brady comparisons are there is because they are practically the same, right? Joe Burrow is not an elite runner. He's a better runner than Tom, but um, they are very aware quarterbacks. They process information very fast. They both don't have the strongest arm. And I think the issue is people might start comparing Joe Burrow to Brady and people might start feeling Burrow is better than Mahomes, especially if they win this next weekend. Now, you know, to Drew Burr, I don't think you should ever regret selling a card, right? You know, there's these stories of all these people that regret, you know, selling the one of one Giannis for 3000 just for that card to go for a million, right? 
those stories suck. And trust me, I regret selling some of my Burrow stuff last year in the Super Bowl lead-up. But there's always an opportunity to build back up and buy again. So, Andy, uh, shout-out to our guy Drew Burry. was the first person in the live chat today. We also, Andy, don't want people to feel discouraged. Football cards are supposed to be fun, and it's important, Andy, when you do sell something, if you did make profit, take the money and, you know, maybe you can reinvest it down the road and 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 buy a borough down the road. I, I think that's smart, especially if you have multiple borough cards, right? I mean, why not go ahead and realize a two, three hundred percent profit if you can uh, verify the purchaser and, and you feel good about it and everything like take take that profit and then. Uh, recirculate. I mean, at least I like that aspect of the of the kind of quote unquote game, the hobby, uh, because it is fun. Like the buying the buying portion of it and doing the research and comparing and really digging for that particular deal is a lot of fun to me. Uh, and I like to be able to realize a profit so I can continue that cycle without having to, you know, like take more money out of my pocket to do that. You know, so um, in that sense, I would I would say, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and realize some profit while you know no time like the present man and we know it can be difficult to sell cards we you never know what could happen in terms of what we, we can't predict injuries you know we can't predict certain things like that that could uh significantly affect you know the prices of a card um and and so yeah i like to capitalize on the present yeah kind of like uh right here annoy annoy one I bought my Brady rookie card with the profit. And I also saw um, a Burrow super collector uh, selling some RPAs and he flipped it into a Tom Brady rookie card. And he was also kind of sad that he sold it. Right. You never know what these kinds of things, you know, you, you, you can't really, you can't live in the past. You just gotta, you know, keep it moving. Right. Um, you know, and just learn. I mean, is it a mistake to sell a Burrow rookie card for four X? Andy, as you know, I did that very thing. I was a Joe Burrow serial number nine out of 50 going into the Super Bowl last year. Got it for 350, sold it for 1200. Now, could have gotten more out of it. Yeah, but it 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 sold and it was 4X. And obviously, I knew I was getting ready to get an engagement ring, right? Uh, you know, if, if those things happen, you just got to, you know, keep it moving and and learn from that and use that money to, to, to put into – uh, so, so some other guys. So we don't want anybody to to ever feel discouraged about um, about any purchase. And I, I like that Derek is saying, you know, keeping everybody all positive in here. I love it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And you got to think that um, tax refunds, federal tax refunds are going to be coming out uh, pretty soon. Uh, that is going to be providing a pretty big influx of capital into a lot of people's bankrolls that they're going to want to invest and collect in some cards and some higher end and we know the singles market for ultra modern uh football players is a lot hotter these days than the sealed wax market unless you're like talking about 2020 you know premium sealed wax right because of how thick the draft class is uh but even 2022 it's like okay m mainly people are chasing brock purdy now it's like a mosaic blaster is like 45 50 dollars and which is impressive. I mean, I think that's doing better on average than the 2021 Mosaic Blaster, but the 2020 Mosaic Blaster is still like an $80 blaster box. So it's got it's got a ways to go. But there's going to be a lot more people buying cards, just generally speaking, over the next month. And, and so it's a combination of that with the Super Bowl. And then you have all the news stories that come out of free agency and, and uh, draft time that really 
will uh, create a pretty big, you know, crescendo or wave up in a lot of players' values. I love it. We say I had to swamp donkey off grid. I love I love that name. <laughs> I have a friend in South Arkansas that goes by Swamp Donkey as well. Good to see you, man. Um, you know, I I I feel as if Andy though, um, this playoff, I, I know a lot of people feel discouraged with how the Bills looked yesterday. And, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna bring it up because you look at the the data every single day. Man, how do you feel about Josh Allen right now? Well, I, I mean, I feel like they're a solid team. I definitely feel that, um, man, I would, I really thought this was their year. And now I'm kind of thinking that they've deflated a lot. Um, so my expectations have actually gone down for them, um, you know, just after watching them yesterday. And my expectations have really gone down for them in a very competitive game scenario. Um, and I, I'm, I'm afraid. I think that's probably a lot of other people out there as well. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like they, they may regress even more next year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I saw Stefan Diggs arguing with him on the sideline or whatever, whatever they were doing. I don't know. Dude, his prices were just so high. You know, this offseason with no MVPs, no Super Bowl appearances. And I understand prospecting can be a thing. Here's what I will say about this, Andy, is if you're going to spend money on players of that magnitude, I hope you are a Bills fan. I hope you like Josh Allen. Like for me, Andy, I'm not a huge Tom Brady guy. I don't dislike him i am a peyton manning drew Brees guy that's that's always just been my two and now joe of course um and i like jalen hurts and all those guys i'm not a huge josh allen fan i see he's a superhuman at quarterback he is superman i have questions about sean mcdermott and i have tweets at the time that said this i would have fired mcdermott last year after that disaster and hired brian dable turns out i was right brian dable was arguably the best coach in the nfl this year um, I, I think Dable is a special coach. And now, you know, Ken Dorsey, I think, is going to get an NFL head coaching job. He was taking interviews this week. The Bills' offense looked predictable. They looked static. The only plays that even worked for the Bills was Josh Allen buying time, making plays with his legs. I just don't like the structure uh, of that team, right? Uh, and, you know, defensively, they fell apart. And, you know, they, they have a defensive head coach. They have – Leslie Frazier, who's probably a top five DC, and their defense fell apart again. Um, and offensively, they look like a mess. And I think what stinks about the Josh Allen performance is if this was a shootout loss like he had last year, people would probably feel a little bit better about it, right? Because, you know, it, 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 you lost to Joe Burrow. That's not really, I don't think anyone thinks any less of Josh Allen for losing to Joe Burrow. It's how you lost. And I couldn't imagine being one of these four or 5,000 Josh Allen RPA buyers and, and, and sitting there and watching a lifeless Bills team on their home field um, get, get pulverized like that. I mean, it is very discouraging. In the conditions and everything. Yeah, very, very discouraging. And uh, yeah, you can see, I mean, here's a great example of where the Joe Burrow because there's more variations of Joe Burrow's rookie ticket auto right. and, and just rookie auto in general. Uh, that card should be as much, but we do have a confirmed transaction here for Burrow at um, 
at 5300 on uh, PSA 10. PSA 10, 10 auto, uh, 5300. That is the base variation. You can tell by the team logo there in the little picture. But uh, you can see from the Josh Allen PSA 10, that one actually is down right now. The yeah. auction, somebody tried to, to roll the dice and maximize the upside. But you can see it ended at 648 right after the game, uh, right at the end of the game when they were losing and uh, $5,000 compared to for the previous Monday for 6,100 and 7,100. If you uh, look at the a Monday to uh, two Mondays before that. Oh, it's brutal. Andy, it's brutal, man. Brutal. But I mean, if you were if you were saying, okay, this is occupying a, a massive portion of my bank, where I really stepped out on a limb to get this card, and I, I knew it was a, a plus EV play, like I was a, the expected value in this play was high because uh, there was a good chance that the Bills were going to go to the at least the championship game against the Chiefs, and they were, uh, you know, it was going to be on even keel and potentially get back to the big game. I get it because if you were ending this auction now this week. Well, it's probably it could end for four thousand, you know. So, um, you know, the person, the, the seller did the best thing he could here because I don't think it was going to sell on a buy it now right. for anywhere close to that. The last buy it now was back in before the season, like it was the buy it nows were going for back in May, end of May for you know some crazy amounts, and uh, I, I don't think they would have gotten that in a buy it now. So yeah, they kind of did the auction and forced the sale and. Hopefully that buyer paid and everything, and they were able to take what they could here. I think that was smart. Yeah, and 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 what sucks about that, and 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 this is what I would say to conceptually, you know, potentially avoid this. It's not the end of the world if you are one of those people that bought that card, but it's also like, you know, you got to factor in the eBay fees, the taxes, the, everything else that's going to be coming back in if you're going to, you know, obviously ninety nine cent with no reserve or whatever. It's tough, uh, especially if you're buying that card at four and five thousand. Let's just say you bought it at four or five thousand dollars. What is a reasonable profit that you want to get off that card, right? If you are prospecting it, that's why I say you know if you're going to spend a lot of money uh, on a card, and you know, let's just say like you have a hundred k in your bankroll, it's no big deal. It's worth you know the the, the spin. Let's say you have ten k in your bankroll, and that takes up half of it. Now that card is just it's just sitting there. What what do you do? So, you know, I like you said, Andy, in a buy now format, they don't move. 99 cents they uh, or or just in an auction format they they do move. It's uh it, it's I I do feel bad for for those people. But moving along here, I I think Andy, we we have to do predictions, right? I, I you know, the people want to know what we think is going to happen in the championship weekend games. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Go right ahead, buddy. Uh, well, now that now that the 49ers have won, I, w- I actually thought that Dallas may have edged them out yesterday. But, I mean, they didn't um, – they really didn't protect the middle of the field. And Brock Purdy's got – man, he's got a very accurate arm over the middle of the field. Uh, George Kittle just having a, a career uh, end of the rest of the season, end of the season with Brock Purdy. So I think that the Eagles are still going to beat them. I think now the Eagles are going to beat the 49ers here, and the Eagles are going to go uh, to the Super Bowl and place the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think it'll be Bengals, Eagles, and I think the Bengals will win. So that's my that's my new prediction. 
Joey B taking home his first ring. I love it. I remember just like it was yesterday, New Orleans, January 13th, 2020. Throws a touchdown to Terrace Marshall, who's now with the Panthers, and he's doing this. Ring him, baby. So, um, yeah, I my dream Super Bowl would have been Vikings-Bengals because of the Justin Jefferson thing. Um, but I did predict the Bengals to go and 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 win, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, obviously, hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrows undefeated versus Kansas City. So I'm going to roll with the Bengals going up against the San Francisco 49ers. So I have both the road teams winning uh, this weekend, and I am going to pick Joe Burrow and the – um, the Bengals to win it. Actually, I'm going to change it because I do like Jalen Hurts a lot. And it would be, speaking of 2020, a rematch of the, well, actually it happened in 2019, but still LSU, Oklahoma, lifetime Joe Burrow and uh, Jalen Hurts um, match up in the playoffs. And Joe Burrow put up a 63 burger on Oklahoma. So I'm going to go, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Joe Burrow beating Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, that's where we are with predictions. Now, we move along here. We'll take a few of these uh, questions. Niners over Bengals in the live chat right now or in the comment section below. Let us know who you think is going to win the NFC and AFC championship uh, over the weekend. Um, I like this from Mark Diggs throwing a fit again and wanting to go to a new team. Ah, ah, ah. I love that. Uh, Derek says Brock Purdy is better than Rex Grossman. Interesting. <laughs> do you think Brock Purdy is better than Rex Grossman? Sexy Rexy, baby. I, I do. And you know what's really interesting? I heard a couple tweets. I can't remember if it was from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter. Basically saying that there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo could be ready for the championship game or Super Bowl. I'm thinking, what? Nah. Who in their right mind would actually start Jimmy Garoppolo fresh off of an injury in the championship game or the Super Bowl over Brock Purdy, who's got all this confidence and riding this this incredible wave right now? I don't even though Jimmy Garoppolo's got the experience, he would be coming in so fresh off the the injury, and he wouldn't have the 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 most recent like chemistry and confidence that Brock Purdy has. I, I don't think you can take that away from Brock Purdy, but I heard that this was a potential like coaching decision that may happen. I was thinking there's no way Kyle Shanahan would do this. Do you, do you no. think that he would? No. And Kyle loves him some Jimmy G, but I, I think uh, Brock, Mr. Irrelevant is going to roll with it. Now, one thing I think that's going to be very interesting here is I did have the opportunity to buy a Sean Payton cracked ice auto, and it was his rookie card. And I'm going to throw a random question out for you. Do you think coach cards would ever become a thing? I, I think they are a thing on a small scale, just like offensive lineman cards. Like I was blown away by the oh, sold yeah. prices I, I found on Jason Kelsey's autograph cards, and like non rookie, just cool cards. Um, whether it was from like prestige or national treasure and stuff. I mean, we're talking uh, triple figures, all these autograph cards from Jason Kelsey over a hundred. I also saw coaches ticket cards for Kyle Shanahan. sell over the weekend for several hundred dollars, depending on the serial number, because they like the rookie ticket auto. They have a coach's ticket auto, which I think is phenomenal idea because 
I mean, it, it just all goes, it, it all goes because the, the football, football, American football is such a team sport that, um, you know, the, the, um, the possibilities and the desirability of coaches, offensive linemen, defensive players uh, are there rega- regardless. So it's all about the storyline and the character of the player, the execution, everything, you know, it all comes together and that uh, equals a demand for their you know, in, in most cases, they're autographed. I'm going to say they're autographed uh, cards because those always have a higher desirability. I love me some Kyle Shanahan. I think he's far and away the best coach in the NFL right now. You see his assistant coaches. They, they've all hit as head coaches. Um, McDaniel and and even though uh, Salah didn't make the playoffs, the Jets, you know, were really impressive this year. I am a huge Kyle Shanahan believer. I really am. Uh, something else, you know, you mentioned that. I mean, uh, George Kittle was just so phenomenal uh, for them, and he's been phenomenal all year. Um, I looked up Trent Will- Williams' autograph prices; they floated fifty bucks and up. I love, I love that. Oh, Lyman getting some love. Let's go. Yeah, and typically they have uh, much fewer, you know, uh, rookie right. cards, like d- in terms of variety. So your options are more limited. And so, therefore, it doesn't take as much demand as it does for a guy like Burrow or Hertz, you know, or Mahomes to equal the same price increases because you could have a handful of sales that really kind of clear the shelves. And then all of a sudden the prices go up exponentially. Uh, so I, I find it fascinating to look up, you know, the the uh, rookie autos or just autos in general and sports cards for these offensive linemen and coaches and defensive players. Let's go, T-Dub. Trent Williams, a member of the Madden 99 Club. Let's go. The Hog Molly's up front getting some love today. I did find this to be very interesting, though, is all four of the teams that won this weekend all had great tight end play, right? Kittle, Goddard, and Kelsey could make the case are the three best tight ends in the sport. And obviously Hayden Hurst. Uh, played phenomenal. He should have had two tutties. That was the only Joe Burrow miss all day, um, which is which is absolutely crazy um, how good those guys have been. But yeah, Kittle cards are are expensive, as you can see here. Yeah, he's only got a few rookie cards, and that's the thing. If you want something uh, that really represents him in a San Francisco uniform, it's a rookie ticket auto. So it, right. it makes your decision so easy, so clear. People gravitate directly towards the rookie ticket auto. Um, it, and, and that's why you see as a result, those prices go up, you know, and, uh, they're currently selling for anywhere between 250, 350, depending on the grade. Some of them have serial numbers. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, very interesting. Here's even a limited limited sold for 200 out of 99. Something else about tight ends that I love is they're always, you know, big personalities, right? You saw, uh, everybody was complimenting Greg Olson in the booth this past weekend. He killed it. And yeah. it, it was funny. The, the the biggest tight end uh, this weekend made most of his noise on a basketball court trying to fight John Morant's dad. That was Sh- Shannon Sharp. Uh, uh, <laughs> his unk is, is, is absolutely crazy. That would be a dream guest to get on here. Uh, but, yeah, he had his cardigan sweater. It, it looked fantastic. Um, but yes, I, I love it. 
Is Carter's face just frozen for me or is it frozen for everybody? I'm hoping that you guys can still hear him. I was giving him a minute. Carter, we got to unfreeze your face, man. I'm pretty sure he was going to say that he loves the fact that we are sponsored by the card shop live right here. Oh, he just totally, no, that's not what he's going to say. I guess I upset him. Uh, he was going to say that he totally loves the fact that we are sponsored by the card shop live guys. Description is in the link below to sign up. I think Burrow, the goat Carter, the power made it back, man. What up? What up? What up? Yeah, that, that was actually going to be my next thing. Card shop live, Andy, tell them all about it, baby. Well, it is the ultimate live streaming shopping experience where you can get into current box breaks and former box breaks. Plus, you can get, you know, signed memorabilia. All things are centered around sports cards. They do a lot of football card live streams right now. They're founded by the guys from Sports Card Nonsense, and they have a very tight vetting process over their sellers. So you don't get in, like any type of uh, riffraff and stuff. And it's it's a very nice experience. Uh, and you can you can go ahead and like one click get your card graded at checkout. Um, and so we have a link in the description below. You sign up using that link. I get the report of everybody who signed up here at the end of January. We're gonna run a giveaway for a uh, 2022 Donruss hobby box. It's got that really cool 3D design, those rated rookie logos that are famous. And uh, we're gonna be doing a giveaway for everybody that signed up using our link as in collaboration with the Card Shop Live. So definitely wanna check it out, guys. Take advantage of that. I love Eric saying Cooper Rush is the off season play. Let's go, Cooper <laughs> okay. Rush season. I love it. Um, it's out time for my favorite segment of the week, hobby tip of the week. And I will actually go first, Andy, because you've been going first on um, all the topics. This one's uh, pretty simple here. When you go to a car show, okay, I went to another one this past weekend. Make sure you have cash, okay? A lot of dealers, they, they want to deal in cash. They, so. Like, obviously, those are PayPal. all of them now have PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, and all that stuff. I wouldn't walk in there with, like, unless you are, you know, for sure confirmed you're going to be buying, like, a super high-end card, and they want all cash, so you need to bring 2 or 3K with you. But you don't have to bring a ton. But if you are looking, you know, for something 100, 200, 300, you know, you know, good day if you just want to search through dollar boxes and, grind and make minor flips so make sure you always have cash with you when you go to a show and the reason why i say that is because a lot of us don't carry cash anymore because everything there's so many businesses now that are cardless so you know always keep cash on you if you are going to a card show i got a couple down that's a great tip it's like yeah you gotta have that you gotta have that uh squared away and you'll get better, probably get better deals, like you said. A um, couple tips from me, couple things. Shout out to Bob. He let us know that um, according to this NTA blog, which is Taxpayer Advocate Service, the IRS is postponing the implementation of the $600 threshold for the 1099K. So that is a big win. Congratulations to all of us 
uh, eBay sellers and content creators because uh, we we will have another year at least of not having to um, to you know file for uh, 1099s at that threshold. And then the other tip is from J Kid. Uh, he let me know and everybody in our Discord server, which you can get access at Patreon.com/slash/footballcards. But he let everybody know that USPS has raised their rates nationwide. So the the eBay uh, shipping label that you print out through eBay is using USPS as their carrier. Uh, that has gone up. So you definitely want to check your listings. If you're charging like a flat price on your listings of like $3, $3.50, like I do, because that's what I was paying for most of my labels, that has now gone up. So if you at least want to break even on your overhead in terms of shipping stuff, especially on your cards, like over $20, $30, where you want to send them out with the bubble mailer, you want to probably raise those prices to like $4, $4.15, because that is actually the new price for a USPS label. Yeah. Um, you saw it, like, for those that do a lot of pirate ship buys, I do that for a lot of cards and, and merch on my YouTube channel. Uh, you saw that they already did like the holiday rate increase until a certain date. I think that's about to end or it might've ended today um, where they were adding Andy 25 cents to every, you know, sale. So let's get that up. And once again, if you don't know the um, $1 or whatever it is, eBay, you know, flat rate paper, paper white envelope, and it comes with tracking. Andy, I, that, that is such a game changer for some of these, twenty dollar and under cards yeah it has like i've got two to ship out today one of them are a couple uh jalen hurts base select cards um that i sold right under like i'd love to do 1995 with offering the 53 cent shipping which has now gone up to 60 cents at a minimum um and it's just it's man it's just it makes it so much easier for a, a prospective buyer to pull that trigger knowing that they're getting such low shipping. They lo they love that, you know, and and I don't blame them. If you're buying a little entry level 10, 15, 20 dollar card, um, you know, you want you kind of expect that you're OK with that, you know. So I think you absolutely want to take advantage of that. And I sell a lot more cards at 1995 that way <laughs> doing that. So it, it has gone up seven cents on the envelope, but 60 cents. Uh, you'd be surprised at what weight you can ship out two cards. They still weigh an ounce. If you put them in like a card saver one and put them in your envelope, uh, it still weighs an ounce. Like I've weighed it all out on a food scale to see. And and yeah, the, you could still charge them the 60 cents. Um, so yeah, rock and roll. This brings up, I feel like USPS goes up four to six times a year at this point. Yeah, not, uh, I mean, the price, you know, of almost everything goes up and that, that hurts me. Right. Because I I give a lot of stuff out on my channel. I give out football cards and I, I ship them. And I've seen that, Chris. So I'm frustrated with you as well. And Andy Woodband has a very interesting question here about draft picks for Prism next year. Make it more valuable, even though it's very low end. And does the Trevor year draft picks for Prism go up? Um, and I'll say this because I, I still have some sealed wax because I'm a college uniform guy. I like college uniform cards. So, yeah, I, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I, it's interesting. So they canceled the release this year with no rescheduled date. They just can't straight up canceled it after releasing new sets like select draft picks and mosaic draft picks and other draft. Like there's a few other draft picks in there, but those are the big ones. They canceled the prism, which I thought was really strange after postponing it all season long. But 
if maybe they maybe they don't bring it back. Let's say they don't bring it back, then I do think maybe the Trevor Lawrence year, especially the more rare cards from that, because you got to remember they're they're you know they're uh, they they're in their college uniforms. They're in their college uniforms, so that's definitely going to detract from the value a little bit. But the more rare cards from that set are still going to have a lot of uh, demand and value, especially the 2021 ones because they made them with the NFL design. And that's what I thought was so appealing about this year is it was going to have the NFL design from the pre the previous year's uh, prism. So I really like that aspect of it. Like when they did uh, Chronicles draft picks, they have the rated rookie, but in their college uniform, that's a very popular card, man. That's a very popular card, especially for like, for example, uh, LSU uh, Jamar Chase fans or even Justin Jefferson getting that rated rookie logo, but having them in their LSU uniform and then maybe some of the more scarce parallels of that. That's some valuable cards, man. Those still have some pretty solid uh, resale values to them. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. I think if they don't bring it back, I think it does have uh, some type of like final year value bump in it. Uh, otherwise, I'll be I'll be waiting to see what happens this upcoming season. Yeah. And, you know, I I I rip that stuff like because I know like college uniform stuff really is, just isn't anything. But, you know, now that they're not releasing it, I'm kind of just going to hold on to like some of the sealed boxes I have here because, you know, if I get stressed, you know, after work or whatever, I'll just rip it. It's a good stress reliever. Now that they are not releasing it, it does change some things because what I, I still don't think college uniforms have ever really hit a thing. And it very well could at some point. College football is a huge market. It is the second biggest sport um you know that that's that's out there right in terms of you know jersey sales um memorabilia sales and 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 all of that um at least in my mind it is um and and it's it's very interesting that college uniform cards aren't anything but what i'll say is and albeit it's anecdotally i was at a card show this weekend in arkansas and i was able to move some Traylon burks college uniform stuff because that's where really new at player right so you know it it is very interesting that i think at some point there you go there he is burks um it is a little bit different because arkansas doesn't have many you know great college players but like at some point you know will joe burrow stuff go up in his lsu uniform i think i think it will i mean it already is high for him but it's uh it, it's 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 a very interesting uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, just remember what the common denominators are. Like, people that get into the hobby and they first see uh, football cards, like, from an NFL perspective, they're looking for those premium qualities of the card, which, in my opinion, the most significant one is that autograph and then the serial number and then the brand recognition, you know, whether they see, like, a National Treasures logo or Flawless or they see that rated rookie logo or the prism logo, those things add a lot to the, the value of a card. Now we get into our plays of the week and we'll, we'll take a few more of these after play of the week. Andy, I'll, I'll go first again. I think one thing as far as, you know, making a play is really think about 99 cent auctioning some, key players over this next week 
Um, as you know, Andy, uh, Andy, yesterday I was busy 99 cent auctioning some of my borough based stuff. Some of them were in a PSA 10 slab and their cards. I mean, they mean something to me because they are Joe Burrow, but their cards are like if they were just sitting, they weren't, you know, displayed here. They were just sitting in my pile. And I was like, why not move these now? And, you know, just let them go. There's so many PSA 10s of like a base select that are out there. So I was like, why not? You know, Burrow is like the hottest name. So let me just 99 cent auction these as, you know, a play and just see where it goes. And that money could potentially go into a future Burrow card that will be more rare at some point. So, you know, for me, my play of the week is looking into just doing a 99 cent and letting it ride um, on, on players that are playing right now. And, I would look into that, especially for players that actually win this next weekend. So, you know, I, I, I know, Andy, you're more of a buy it now kind of guy. But, you know, I, I know the demand for people getting their hands on Burrow in a PSA 10, you know, format is is up uh, right now, even though it's it's still a, a base thing. And I know I'll get what, like maybe sixty dollars for an absolute 70 or 80 for a, a select. Who knows if you can go up any higher than that? Yeah, I love it, man, because you're going to force a sale. You're going to have a sold transaction. And right now, when eyeballs are on it the most, this could get very favorable for you. Starting out at 99 cents, it's going to flag a lot of people's attentions, which could create that bidding war at the end. And that's what you want. And you timed the ending right, like at the, the beginning, middle, or end of the game next weekend. And boom, you've created yourself a nice uh, little sales so I like that strategy. Yeah, and let's go to uh, this uh, this comment here, Andy, from Messiah MVP. I've never auctioned anything on eBay. I've always done buy it now. Has your card ever not sold for the price you wanted to sell it for? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, and that's part of the reason why I started doing a lot of buy it nows. But what I learned is that it's all about uh, when you when you end the auction. You know that's that's the biggest component of it, and it's not, and it can't be just any card, right? Like it right now, if it's any card for Joe Burrow, sure that may work. That may work because he's a quarterback. He's now in the championship game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, during the regular season or before the season, you really want to make sure that. First and foremost, the player is hyped up. There's some big relevancy around them. And then secondly, is that card desirable? Is that card hyped up? Because chances are you may not capture the right demographic uh, prospects, buy, prospective buyers that week if it is like a draft picks card maybe. Maybe it's a college uniform uh, FSU Jameis Winston that you had that you wanted to put into an auction and maybe he's hyped up. But Chances are, though, that card still is not going to capture the the bidders like it would if you just let it sit in a buy it now. So it's really there's a lot of variables there, um, but those are the important ones. Yeah, I, and you know my TJ Watt story. Oh man, I, uh, I it, it leaves a scar in me, and it was only like a seventeen dollar loss. I misspelled his name. He is T dot J dot Watt. And I see people that list TJ Watt cards. They sometimes put TJ and then T dot J dot Watt to make sure it gets picked up, you know, by the searches. And I ended it at a random time and someone got a very nice copy of a TJ Watt silver prism rookie card for $3 because of my 
rightfully so that was horrible on so many fronts so i'm very careful with when i'm ending you know my auction so last night when joe burrow won the game what i decided to do was hey look the afc championship game is ending next week at around what probably like 8 8 30 so i have a few auctions ending right around that time when joe burrow's playing and if he wins obviously or if he's playing well there's going to be more people going to ebay so andy like you preach on this channel really well um in your auctions during you know these hype cycles shameless self-promotion here that's why you got to join the patreon patreon.com slash football cards andy every week does a very valuable hype index and it helps you with looking at certain players and their sales volumes and all of that. Patreon.com slash LSU football. It also gets you in the discord where there's a bunch of people, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other as far as football cards are concerned. So yeah, Andy, if you are to do an auction, it is so critical to make sure you end it at the absolute best time you can possibly end it. And you can start it early, Carter. Like you can start that auction uh, last week and said, I want it, I want to do a seven-day auction, but I want to start it Sunday night at 8:30. So you can start it in advance. You just can't start it after the fact and then have it end like at a certain time. So a lot of people ask, how do I end my auction at a certain time whenever I want to list my card Monday morning? Um, you know, because that's whenever I have time to do it and I want to have it in Sunday night. And you have to start in advance. So you could do a, like right now today, you could do a five-day auction and then have it start, uh, what would that be, uh, tomorrow or Wednesday at night and, and have it end Saturday or Sunday night. So you could, uh, you just have to do it in advance. Let's go to Wood here. I did it with Trevor last week and it went for less than purchased. And that's a scary thing because, you know, Trevor played okay, all things considered, but they didn't win. So that... It, it, you know, you do an auction, it can go lower than what you expect it to. A lot of it is algorithmic if the algorithm pushes it or whatever, but you know, it, it, can, it can go under. Yeah, it, can, it absolutely can. That's the thing about auctions, man. You really are rolling the dice because there's also this, this possibility, you know, that they could uh, win an auction during the game that the buyer and, and then they end up losing the game. Like if you look at like the uh, Justin Herbert, when they were playing the Jags and it looked like the chargers were just going to cruise to a win in the first half. Like if you had a, a Justin Herbert auction ending, I'm sure you were at that little peak, that hyper relevancy peak. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars go on to end that game. So it's like Trevor Lawrence auctions that ended after that game cashed out big. Whereas the Justin Herbert ones, uh, ended lower and maybe some of those auctions that ended during the game like the actual buyers uh didn't pay or like requested to cancel and that and that does happen from time to time and it sucks and uh we don't you know if you're gonna buy a card right you should pay for it but um yeah that's that is a possibility i that's and that's part of like some of the reasons why i love to do buy it nows and i always click that little button that says require immediate payment and I, I just I just stick to that. I've had the best success with that. It makes it easier, but I get it. If you if you're got if you've got to move the product, you want to have that real you want to turn it into like a full-time business um, and a full-time job, then you're probably doing a lot of auctions. Right. And I'm mostly a buy now guy, but you know, once again, got a big day coming up. And I had some borough cards that, you know, just sit PSA 10, you know, base. So 
you know, I, I think it's going to work out for me, but I don't know. That's a risk. I mean, one's sitting at $7 right now. One hadn't had a bid on it. I have a Jamar Chase auto. Uh, it's a Leaf auto, but it's not had a bid, and it's 99 sitting, and I have it ending Sunday night. And, you know, it. someone might steal it for 2 bucks. Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's it, it's a risk and, you know, one that I'm willing to take because of the hyper-relevancy for the Bengals. So, Andy, I, I know we had a few, you know, comments here. We'll, we'll go to your play of the week. Yeah, man. My play of the week goes back to TW's question earlier. Uh, who would be our top QB buys for next season? And there's a few teams that have got to figure out their QB situation. Uh, one of them that jumps off to me is the Colts. Right, the Colts, the Texans, the Panthers, the Jets—they've got to figure out their QB situation. They've got a pretty good team built around. Uh, they just need a good QB, and I think there's a couple backups that are going to be on the market. One of the biggest free agent backups uh, this up, up, upcoming offseason—it may stay on his current team—is Geno Smith on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he may get re-signed with the Seahawks. You also have Gardner Minshew. Uh, back up to Jalen Hurts currently, who can ball the freak out. He's one of my favorite quarterback buys. And then, of course, you've got all the, the speculation of rumors around Jordan Love situation behind Aaron Rodgers. And those are my, fav- my, my current favorite like speculative quarterback buys because I do think those guys have some merit. They put up some good numbers in the past. They've had some good film that people can go to and look at that a highlight reel and say, man, this guy's good, man, if he gets a starting job. And so if that news were to happen, all of a sudden you're going to see a big spike. It'll be temporary, and they'll have to back it up with performance, but you'll see a spike for sure. And that's coming soon, Carter. I'm talking like March, April you know, time period. I found something to be really interesting this weekend at uh, the card show was – there's a lot of people holding on to some Justin Field stuff and they had high prices and they weren't moving down. I was trying to, you know, make some moves. Some people are some Jay Field believer. I I I am as well. What's interesting is some of these people had Kyler Murray cards for cheaper. And I'm still a Kyler believer. I know people he rubs people off the wrong way. I totally get that. Um, it doesn't excite hobbyists at all. Um, there was a guy practically walking to every table trying to give away Kyler Murray PSA 10 rookies. And, you know, I, I, I offered him something. He didn't, he didn't want it. And, you know, I wasn't looking to buy Kyler cause I have a lot that I'm waiting, you know, for, for a, a boom here, man. I, I still believe in Kyler Andy. I, I know you probably feel just a little differently than I do. Yeah, it's it's really. I, I think I'm gonna be more on the reactive side to Kyler, right. but I'm not gonna lie. I may I may go ahead and get me some exposure. I'm not gonna get a ton. I may buy like a twenty twenty five dollar <laughs> Prism PSA ten. You know, if you want to get some, a little bit of exposure, not a big portion of your bankroll, nothing like that. Um, I think there's potential. I just think that they've got some aging, declining players. Like I think DeAndre Hopkins wants out now, and he's getting older. You know, you've got uh, Zach Ertz that will probably be traded. So I think both of those guys may be traded this offseason, and they've got to fill that head coaching vacancy. Uh, so I think I'll be more on the reaction side of, of Kyler, wait-and-see approach. But um, I, I get it. I mean, athletic profiles is insane. So 
there's definitely potential and he's still really young. Let's get to a few more of these uh, comments here. Sometimes people will shit, shill bid your card and not pay because they want to have the card, want to keep the comps high. That does happen. That's the thing. You know, a lot of these eBay auctions, one thing that is very interesting, and I don't know what there is to fix this, Andy, but, you know, the comps are always whatever eBay says the comps are. They are the ultimate arbiter. They are the Beckett magazine of the modern day. And sometimes cards do get chill bid. Mm, it's unfortunate, man. It, it really is. I I think that uh, some of these people use burner eBay accounts. So that's always something you can go. You can actually like click into the bids. And if they have literally no purchase history, no seller history, you can always show that to a dealer and be like, look, come on, man. Like this card was clearly so, uh, unethically driven up in price and Old, maybe maybe you don't make a transaction with the dealer at a show because of that, and he's just like, no, this is you know this is a legitimate transaction. You got to walk away. You got to walk away and understand that there's always going to be another auction of a similar card. I I get it on the golds and stuff like that. It maybe not, but uh, chances are eventually at some point if you have that search saved, there's going to come a card out of the woodworks. You may have to wait a while. You may have to keep hunting. But uh, it, generally speaking, you just kind of have to walk away if that's if that's the case. Wood brings up my slabs. I've never bought anything off my slabs, but the more marketplaces to me, um, the 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 better. I I know someone that swears by the PWCC vault uh, that Philly Freak ninety three, you know, brings up. So that that's how I feel. You know, eBay is always going to be the ultimate marketplace. That's where I get most of my cards. I think everybody probably feels the same way, but you know, the more marketplaces, uh, the, the better Mr. Kaysen. Oh, no doubt. And you can have your cards cross listed between my slabs and eBay. Just be, be weary. Like if you sell one on my slabs, the first thing you do before you go print out your shipping label and this and that is go cancel that list on eBay. Like the last thing you want to do is double, double sell because the, as a, as a seller on eBay, you can uh, more easily get negative feedback than as a buyer. Unfortunately, I'm hoping that's something that eBay finds a way to modify in the future to where it's easier for sellers to leave negative feedback on buyers that don't pay or do crazy things because their dog pressed the bid button on their phone or whatever the case may be, you know? Uh, so yeah, that you can cross list. And I think, um, it makes a lot of sense to, um, to take advantage of these other platforms like my slabs. I'm going to go backwards hat Andy style for, you know, my final thought here. So I made a move for uh, some Tony Pollard or actually just a one Tony Pollard silver prism um, on Saturday. And, you know, I listed it today on a 99 cent auction because I thought Tony Pollard was going to have a really good game. And he got hurt. Uh, I felt like that tackle in the NFL, how he got hurt. Um, Sammy Watkins got hurt on a very similar tackle. Uh, during his Clemson days versus LSU, ironically. Um, I thought it was a – it's not a dirty tackle. It's a legal tackle. I do think it needs to get outlawed the way you could just wipe somebody's legs out uh, like, like that because a lot of guys get folded up and their ankle gets sprained or whatever. Sometimes you get unlucky with the stuff, Andy. Injuries, you know, do happen. 
And that happened to me because Tony Pollard was playing really well. And, um, you know, I looked at a tweet just a minute ago about, you know, the Cowboys EPA per play went way down after the Tony Pollard injury. So, you know, I, I know we've made a bunch of, you know, uh, comments about what you should do and what you should not do. Sometimes it's bad luck. You know, a minute ago, someone said, hey, my 99 cent auction didn't go for what um, I thought it was going to go for. Sometimes you just get unlucky with like an untimely injury. And that's a volatility of uh, of football cards is, you know, so many people get hurt. Yeah. And that's why I never look at running backs as a long-term investment. Right. Um, I, I know it, it goes without saying, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, running backs do have a clear drop off in production once they reach like the age of 28, you know, and I get Derrick Henry's different and everything, but still, I mean, even the greatest running backs still have typically fallen off in production around that 10,000 carry mark or age 28 uh, type range. And you never know because they handle the ball so much and they're always, you know, running head on into the trenches. They get hurt more often and this and that, but um, you know, the younger, more explosive guys in those big markets like Tony Pollard, he saw a big price increase in his cars this year. But as soon as you realize that profit, go ahead and take it. It's not a type of player uh, positional category that you want to get greedy on. That's for sure. Um, you know, so uh, this is one of those guys. I always look at him as more of quick flips. And I always find that, like, I can I can add a, a nice Tony Pollard card in my collection now um this off season because his his values are going to drop fairly significantly after the the injury and everything and zeke is the most washed athlete in the history of washed athletes honestly i think that was an audition for him to move to center uh next next year for how much they're they're well no longer going to pay him i think they're going to dump him like annoy uh points out here so andy before we uh get out of here are there any more thoughts as we, you know, get ready? There's going to be so much content you're going to be dropping this week on, on the card quest. Anything else uh, that, that's really going to stand out to you? Yeah, 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 guys. Definitely let us know in the comments section below if there's like a, a video topic, research topic that you want us to dive into this off season. Uh, we're still going to be cranking out content every week right now. Obviously, make sure you got your cards listed, even if it's Chad Henney. Like Chad Henney spiked on Saturday. It's like important thing to note. It's very temporary, very fleeting, but you can obviously profit on on backups like that. And and so you got to have them listed, ready to go. Like it's, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes comes back out of the tunnel at, at, in third quarter, starts playing again. All of a sudden, nobody wants Chad Henney anymore. But, you know, 15 minutes prior, they were buying Chad Henney like he was uh, going out of style. So, um, you know, just have those cards listed, ready to go. Go ahead and do it now. Do it now after we're, we're done. And after you after you leave a like button on this video, too. Um, yeah. And be ready for base donors release around Super Bowl and how that's going to affect your draft pick, your college uniform cards from last year. If you're looking at them from an investment standpoint, get those listed and uh, move them. Victor says early buys to prepare for the 2022 23-24 season. We gave a few a little bit earlier, uh, Victor, but we'll give a few out next week. Don't forget Card Shop Live. The link is down below. You've got to use this link, and it goes a long way to help support the football card quest. We have a bunch of really fun things uh, lined up uh, for you, not only over the next few weeks, but over the next year. We're just growing this thing. Andy is just absolutely killing the content game. 
And uh, yeah, uh, make sure you have those cards listed because championship week is going to be killer. I can't freaking wait. Joey B to the Super Bowl. Let's do it. And <laughs> uh, until next week, baby. Peace out. Let's go. Peace. Hey, real quick before we sign off. It's Carter's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to you, Carter. I wanted to make sure to get you before we let you get out of here. We got to tell you happy birthday, man. It's going to be crazy. Um, Yeah, I get a pretty good birthday gift uh, this week. Um, And I can't wait to tell everyone about what's happening to the card quest this week. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Andy knows, but this is going to be a big, you know, thing for the next week's episode. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll probably be back on our normal Tuesday live stream schedule. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mark and uh, Wood and and Messiah. Best birthday gift is support my co-host. We are building. We want to make this, you know, a full-time thing at some point because – so all we think about is football cards. We think about you know, our significant significant others and families and all of this. It's all we care about, baby. Football cards all day, every day. So peace out. Let's go. Let's go. See you guys. <laughs>